everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes. I hope that everyone is having a nice day. Um, we spent a lot of time on many of the various Guardians of the Galaxy, and we need to go back to DC, um, so that the two things, the two elements can remain in balance. <laughs> um... And a character who we have not talked about yet, who I have been meaning for us to talk about. Well, two characters, but we're going to talk about one of them today. Um, I, we got to talk about ice and fire. Hell yeah. We gotta. Um, so I, what is, oh, okay. That's just, sorry, my cursor looked weird on the screen, but it, it's fine. <laughs> Um, for a second, I thought you were talking about the power tool sounds coming through my audio. Oh, no, I can't, I can't hear that from my headphones. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see if it turns up in podcast, but, um, no, I'm, it was just my cursor. Anyways, um, starting off with Ice, um, so both of these characters are, best known for uh their presence in Justice League International uh which is a book that we have brought up a few times on this podcast uh mostly because we are very well known uh Booster Gold and Blue Beetle fans and it is among other things, the Booster Gold and Blue Beetle book. It's also the Guy Gardner book. And uh, we are known Guy Gardner enjoyers. Um, but it's also where uh, Fire and Ice kind of uh, are most established. So Ice is sort of, sort of a weird... There's kind of a weird series of steps that happened here. Um, so there's a team, um, called the Global Guardians, which is first introduced, uh, in Super Friends, uh, and then later gets its own title. Um, and as the name implies, the Global Guardians involved, uh, a bunch the of Guardians heroes. around the globe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they guard um, the whole globe. They somebody's got to do it. Um, it's yeah, a, a bunch of so many heroes just in the continental United States. D literally, <laughs> at least in, in, in DC, they're in various places. In Marvel, they're like ninety percent of them in New York City. It's like freaking get out of there, go guard somewhere else. Um, but, yes, yeah, so the Global Guardians, um, involve a bunch of heroes from various international, uh, countries who were, you know, originally in, like, kind of a very, like, early 80s way, you know, like, we're gonna add, like, a bunch of, you know, uh... We're gonna do a samurai guy and like a uh Native American guy. Um I like how 
neither one of those is necessarily, like, a samurai guy. You know, one very specific role in a very specific time in one specific culture. Yes. And then a Native American guy. Yeah. Which is many different things. Yes. No, I like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this was, you know, the most well thought out. Um, it's comics in know, the 80s. I, it's comics in the 80s. It was probably some well-meaning white man. Yep. That's, that's how it goes. So one of the global guardians um, was a character named Ice Maiden who had ice powers, um, and... The Ice Maiden she was, Maiden cometh. Yes, the Ice Maiden did, did indeed cometh. And, uh, she was a Scandinavian, uh, princess of a, uh, of, like, magic tribe of Norsemen. Um, so... You know, it's some some stuff to unpack there. Um, it's okay. I love you, Tora, or Olaf Stoltier. <laughs> I we we love you, Tora. Um, I cannot believe that we have not talked about Tora, <laughs> Tora and B. I know this. Like I'm sitting here, like this can't be right. <laughs> I had to. I like I went on the like the the page and I like checked like three times, like on like the. <laughs> episode archive i was like ice torah <laughs> maybe she was just you know mislabeled no no she's just yeah. not here she's simply not here um so this character on the global guardians was known simply as ice maiden um and then when the global guardians break up the team is being funded by the un and they end up uh they lose their funding um and the various members of the team uh end up you know going to various different places um but ice maiden and uh fire who at the time of the global guardians was uh using the codename Green Fury, um, Fire convinces Ice to, uh, come with her to apply to be part of Justice League International, which is this new Justice League team that's just been formed. Um, and the two of them are both accepted. Um, so he, so here's the thing. They are introduced to Justice League International by Keith Giffen and J.M.D. Mateus, who are writing Justice League International. Um, and they were under the impression that the character of Ice Maiden did not have, like, an existing civilian identity. <laughs> um, so they, when she's introduced in Justice League, they give her the name Tora Olaf's daughter. However, it turns out that the character, the Ice Maiden character, did have a name, 
um, which, uh, was established not, like, in the comic itself, but in, like, a, uh, one of the DC, like, who's who, like, character encyclopedias. Um, I don't trust you who's who DC character encyclopedias. <laughs> you could be saying anything in there. You could. This is not being vetted. Um, they gave the character's name there as Sigrid Nansen. Um, so, now, I don't know at what point... They figure this out. Um, I think it's later, or maybe they, like, they know and they're like, well, there's nothing we can do about it now. Um, at some point, it is established that, basically, at some point off-panel over the course of the Global Guardian's history, um, Sigrid was Ice Maiden, uh, and then when Tora came to join the team, uh, Sigrid left. And this is revealed because uh, Sigrid comes back when Tora's uh, dead for a little bit um, and explains this and is like, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll take over the mantle of ice uh, while Tora's gone. Um, <laughs> well, she's dead. It might be temporary. It might be permanent. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, it's comics, but she is a woman, so you know, could go either way. Truly, um, it's also established that, like, I think Sigrid uh, gave the backstory that um, they were like the princess of this like Norwegian tribe, uh, but it wasn't actually true because they were actually the result of, like, scientific experiments to try and replicate the ice powers of this, uh, like, tribe of magic ice people. Uh, and that's why there were two ice maidens, but they both had the same backstory. And then, like, Taurus shows up and is actually from the, you know, magic ice tribe, and Sigrid's like, oh, I should go. <laughs> Sigrid's like, I have to figure some stuff out about myself. I gotta get out of here. But, uh, interestingly, uh, fun fact, Sigrid is, uh, canonically bisexual. Guys, I, when you said fun fact, Sigrid is, and I'm like, bisexual. Yeah, bisexual. I I was not expecting it to be what you were actually going to say. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I just, I felt it in my bones. You could just tell. Um, yes, uh, textually, canonically bisexual, and very recently, as of Infinite Frontier, um, has come out as non-binary and is now using the codename yeah. Glacier. Oh um, yeah. So, fucking good for Sigrid. Um. Good for them. There's a, uh... <laughs> A very... Sigrid did figure some stuff out, man. Yeah, truly. They left the team and they came back. They were like, I've learned a lot about myself. Um, there's like a, a weird storyline where um, after Tora's dead and Sigrid like comes back um, to be ice, um, a very, very weird beat where 
Sigrid realizes that uh, Fire is having trouble coming to terms with Ice's death. So in order to help her deal with that, Sigrid starts, like, dressing and acting more like Tora and also flirting with Fire a lot, um, which- Sigrid really understood what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, for but some did reason- did not have, like, the emotional competency to think, maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah, maybe this isn't good for anybody. Um, no, they're like, this is going to help Fire realize that Tora is gone, what I'm doing. And for some reason it does. So, I mean, I guess, sure. But, um, weird, weird choice, Sigrid. But, you know, you were still, still in the process of learning things about yourself. So I guess, uh, can't, can't fully blame you. Um... Anyways, so that's the weird sort of uh, retconned history of why there were two Ice Maidens with two different names. Um, Tora, when she joins the Justice League International with uh, Fire, um, that becomes really kind of the book that defines a lot of her, you know, character and personality. Um, I think they also kind of give her a new look. Um, so she is established as being, uh, kind of naive, like very, you know, Well, if she grew up in like a magical cave. (laughs) (laughs) She's an ice princess from a magic cave in the wilderness. Um... So she, uh... Has a lot to learn about New York City. (laughs) She's, oh boy, she's got a lot to learn about the big city. Um, uh, and she's best friends with Fire, who, you know, obviously you have an ice and fire duo. Fire is, like, much more, you know, outgoing and brash and, like, spontaneous, and Tora is much more reserved and, and shy and uh naive. Um she also starts a relationship with Guy Gardner, um which <laughs> big mistake. Big big mistake always. Listen, I know we just said that we love Guy Gardner. It is it is a big it is a big mistake. Especially in the Justice League International era. Oh, man. Yeah, listen, he all, like, people who had some stuff to figure out about themselves. Tora looked at this man and was like, I can fix him. And she she couldn't. She did help, though. She did, I mean, no, she did something. Like, it's, she was not the worst person to date Guy Gardner. Like, there are a lot of people who could have dated Kai Gardner where it would have ended much worse. So, that's something. Um, it also, like, they break up and, and get back together, like, a lot. And it's like, I... Is, I think, the sort of most significant romantic relationship 
for both of them. Um, like, they do, they do care about each other. Like, Guy does, like, love Tora. He's just also Guy Gardner. <laughs> and he's, uh, bad at emotions. Notoriously. <laughs> um, she also, um, she also has a crush on Superman, but, like, who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Look at him. Um, he's an extremely nice guy. He's j- just, he's so nice and he's so handsome. He just, like, real, real boyfriend material. Unfortunately, he is taken. Yes. He's also a wife guy. Yes. Um, so... She is, uh, she's a major part of the JLI for, um, a a lot of its run. Um, most of her, you know, kind of, like, personal storylines are, like, this relationship with Guy or her dynamic with Fire, um, which is a lot. (laughs) There's a lot... There's a lot going on there. They're gal pals. They're just such good friends. They are just girl best friends who have, uh, you know, opposite matching power sets and aesthetics. Um, and they do everything together (laughs) and talk about each other all the time. Um, but they're just very good friends. Um, what, so sort of her big personal storyline, um, comes in when her father, uh, is dying and he, uh, reaches out to her to bring her home and tells her that he, uh, wants her to take the throne after he dies, but, uh, before he can, like, officially set that in motion, he dies, and Ice's brother, uh, ends up taking over. And because he is a sibling of a superhero, and there are, uh, only so many things that that can lead to, he does turn out to be evil. Mmm, interesting. Um... It was either yeah. evil or dead, and you know... <laughs> yep. Clearly he's not dead. Clearly he's he's still kicking. Um, he is uh, under the control of a uh, extremely old, extremely powerful entity uh, called the Overmaster, whose thing is sort of passing judgment on worlds and beings um and uh enables ice's brother to uh take control of this magic staff which gives him additional power and the rest of the uh justice league is kind of uh heads off to rescue ice from her evil brother um, Ice is able to, uh, well, the, mostly the, the, the rest of the League is able to defeat her brother, 
they uh, destroy his staff, um, they uh, beat a, fight a bunch of, you know, ice giants that he's summoned because they're doing magical Scandinavian stuff, so there's gotta be ice giants. Of course. Um, and uh, they manage to defeat him by destroying his staff, um, which seemingly kills him. Um, and Ice decides to uh, go back home with the Justice League um, and, you know, tells her, like, tribe to uh, <laughs> learn about democracy. I um, I was just sitting here like, She's probably gonna tell them to elect somebody. Yeah, that's just like it's a very comics books move. It it is. It's like there's so many stories where it's like because I think we just talked about like Star Lord like also did that. It's like ooh, you're like you know the heir to this magical kingdom, and they're like, I will solve the problem. By telling them that they should do democracy instead. And instead of, like, helping to set it up, I'm just gonna bounce. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave. Um, obviously, uh, democracy is self-explanatory and won't require any sort of, like, you know, major, infrastructure. like, culture. Yeah, no infrastructure, no, like, cultural shift or adjustment. Um, I'm just gonna leave a power vacuum, give you a suggestion, and peace out. Yeah, just start voting. You know, it's fine. Just pick who you want to lead you. You just pick. It's that easy. You just pick them. Don't even worry about it. Um, after this, Ice, her powers start, um, increasing, um... Her ice powers get stronger, and she also can fly and has super strength, um, which uh, turns out to... <laughs> she deserves super strength. Uh, turns out to be because uh, when her brother's magic staff exploded, she, like, absorbed that energy unintentionally. For some reason. It's, you know, it was her brother, and it was a magic staff from their kingdom so sure magic staff was like i like you yeah um that does not last very long because shortly after that she is uh killed um also by the overmaster um who tries uh controlling her the way that he controlled her brother and then when she breaks free of it, he kills her. And uh, everybody's pretty upset about it for obvious reasons. Um, she uh, shows up a few times, um, like, post-death, um, mostly t to fire, uh, which seems significant. Um <laughs> Guy does, like, Guy takes, like, a trip to her, like, uh, kingdom, and, uh, Tora's mom, like, thanks him for, you know, making her daughter happy, and, uh, calls him son, um, 
which is soft. Uh, yeah. But it's like she, her ghost maybe like appears to fire at one point while fire is dying. Um, and uh, that's gay. I'm so yeah, sorry. Gives, gives her the strength to you know continue living. That's um, so gay. And then also this is this is the real this is um this is the real crazy one to me. Um I'm buckled in. in. Yeah. <laughs> um I can't believe it's not the Justice League is a mid 2000s mini series also created by uh Keith Giffen, JMD Mateus and Kevin Maguire the team who did the Justice League International, um, as, like, a kind of, like, sequel follow-up to, uh... Uh, Yeah, we miss them, too. (laughs) We miss them, too. We love to see them. So they did, uh, formerly known as the Justice League, and, uh, I can't believe it's not the Justice League. Um, and, um, there's a part of I can't believe it's not the Justice League, involves uh the team going uh to hell um because booster was uh messing with dr fate's magic stuff um come on and it, they um they have some uh zany adventures in hell um and then they run into ice there um and it's unclear if this is you know ice's like actual like ghost in the afterlife or if it's like you know some sort of like manifestation of hell um but uh everybody's like what the fuck (laughs) yeah out of all of us why is ice here ice it should not be here um they find ice. Um, Guy and Fire are both like, "What the fuck? Why is ice here?" Um, and eventually, the the various ghouls and goblins and demons of hell tell them that they can leave, they can walk out of hell, and ice is going to follow them. But if they look back at ice, she's gonna disappear. Oh no. And do you know which of them is the one who looks back? Fire? Yeah! It's not her boyfriend! Which one of these two do you think is Orpheus? Which of these characters, her longtime textual love interest, or Fire? (laughs) Or her gal pal? Uh, I can't believe they Orpheus'd her. Yeah, they fully Orpheus and Eurydice them, um, which makes me so bonkers. Bonkers bananas. Um, Like, gentlemen, this isn't subtext anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is just fully, like, you're just doing it. You made them Orpheus and Eurydice, I don't know what to tell you. Um, after these appearances, um... Ice properly actually uh, comes back to life in Birds of Prey, um, 
And it's a whole thing where uh, there's like a Russian crime lord who has uh, somehow recovered and preserved Ice's body and is planning to uh, bring her back to life. And uh, the plan is to like use like make like the people of Russia believe that like ice is a goddess um and like use like their belief and also ice's powers to uh manipulate them and uh the secret six are like transporting ice um who is uh being like preserved in this uh exosuit and the birds of prey stop them um they fight ice ends up uh waking up and uh <laughs> for a little bit does not know uh where she is or what's going on um and just sort of starts like unleashing ice powers on everybody um before uh huntress is able to kind of remind her of like who she is and like get her like you know uh a shock tell blanket her... and yeah get her a shock a cup blanket. of hot cocoa yeah i think i mean it, it it's huntress so i think she might just like slap her um, well you know that's Huntress's yeah. version of a shock blanket and yeah, exactly a warm beverage. She's like, who needs first aid? <laughs> this is fine. This is this is how I always used to do things. Um, so she uh goes with the birds of prey. She doesn't end up uh joining the team. Um, she uh first thing she does seemingly is go and track down fire. Um, who is currently working with Checkmate, um, and talk to her about what's, you know, what's going on. Um, and then after that, she goes and, uh, she finds Guy, um, who, uh, <laughs> Guy, um, finds, she, like, goes to, like, Times Square on, like, new year's eve or like christmas eve or something like that and she like makes like a big like ice rink all throughout Times square for you know people to like have fun on and guy and the people her. in their regular shoes are like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh god oh god oh god oh god um also there's no way she's getting into Times square the day of not on new year's eve <laughs> People have been standing there for a while. Yeah. Um, but a uh, guy finds her and kisses her. And she's like, hold on. <laughs> um, I just came back to life. I need some time to adjust. Um, so it's it, it, not no, but not right now. Um, and guy's like, okay. I mean, he does. He does accept it. Like, he's not, you know... It's character growth, baby. Yeah, he's he's working on it. Um, they do end up, uh, 
I getting back together at some point, though it's kind of rocky. Um, I think Guy invites her to come live on Oa with him, and she's like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not, because you know who's uh, not there? My gal pal. My gal pal, Fire. Um, so she um, is not really, like, a major part of any team. Um, so she shows up, like, occasionally in, like, crossover stuff. Um, and, you know, in, like, stories that Guy is in, um, in Blackest Night, um, she plays, like, a little bit of a, a bigger role because she's Green Lantern adjacent and she has died, so she, uh, turns into a Black Lantern for a little bit, um, and then is, you know, it's undone at the end of the event, so she's okay. Um, after that, during, um, Brightest Day, she plays a very big role in a, uh, series called Justice League Generation Lost, um, which features her and some other former JLI members, um, including, uh, Fire and Booster, and also Jaime's there, um... A good team. Love to see it. Um, because, uh, Maxwell Lord, our old friend Maxwell Lord, um, has, uh, come back to life and they're trying to track him down. And then, um, he ends up using his, uh, mind control powers to basically uh make everyone in the world forget that he existed um like uh rewrites like history and people's memories so that uh Ted Cord killed himself um there's like you know uh Bruce Wayne is the one who like uh bankrolled the Justice League International um, he, like, makes people, uh, believe that, uh, Ice tried to kill Guy, um, which is <laughs> And everybody's like, I mean, probably deserved it, right? I mean, listen, yeah, it's, like, it's a, a bold, like, psychic attack to take, because it's, like, either, like, one, people will be like, her? She did what? And then, too, they'd be like, well, if she did, Guy probably deserved it. Yeah. Um, the most believable psychic lie. Yeah. It's like, damn, he finally made her snap, huh? Only a matter he, of time. Yeah. I had one interaction with Guy Gardner when he saved me from a rooftop, and, you know, I wanted to <laughs> kill him right then. And he just yeah. saved my life. He just saved my life. He was actively in the process of saving my life. And I was thinking about strangling him and dooming myself again. <laughs> um, they also um, sort of retcon uh, some of Tora's backstory in this, where it's like established that like, oh, the reason this hasn't come up is because she repressed a bunch of her memories about it. But... Uh, they established that her family is, uh, 
Romani, like Norwegian and Swedish Romani, and uh, her grandfather um, was looking for her to try to, like, use her power for his own gain. Um, and they, uh, <laughs> this is what, very specifically, um, her parents teach her to, uh, control her emotions so her powers, uh, don't go out of control. And this is 2010, so this is Conceal, pre- don't feel. <laughs> yeah, this is pre-Elsa, so really Frozen ripped Dis- off Tora. <laughs> Somebody was like, dang, okay, hold on. We could make a Disney movie out of this. Yeah, exactly. We could make this girl a Disney princess. And uh, her grandfather eventually finds her and, like, attacks her father um, and Tora gets upset, and her powers go out of control, and they kill her grandfather and, uh, you know, his, like, men that he's brought with him, but they also kill her father. Oh, no! Wait a second. Um, <laughs> I thought her father already died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's, it's, I don't know if, if they've reconciled this with the whole, uh, like, King Olaf storyline or not um maybe king olaf was actually her uncle and was like okay shit somebody's gotta take care of this kid now yeah also i don't want her to know that she killed her dad so i'm her dad now i'm her dad i'm just not gonna tell her um we've got a hamlet situation but positive Just a, just a nice, regular Hamlet situation. Um, but yeah, she, um, she and her family, her remaining family, uh, escape to safety, um, and Tora represses the memory of killing her father until, uh, as part of this, uh, Generation Lost storyline, um, the team is, uh, in a fight and they're getting, uh, beaten very badly, um, and Tora gets upset and her powers go out of control and they almost kill her friends, but don't, um, and as a result she, like, unlocks these, uh, memories um, and it's like, oh, shoot, I killed my dad. But then she's like, wait, my dad reminded me with his dying words to conceal, don't feel. Um, <laughs> so she's able to calm down. And then she tells Fire the story of her tragic backstory. Because, obviously. Yeah. Who else would she tell? Guy? No. Yeah, that's... It's, it's, Guy's not really the person you want to talk to about that kind of thing, necessarily. Um, so after that, because that's, uh, during Brightest Day, um, pretty much right after that is when, uh, the DC Universe reboots into the New 52, in which there is a new version of the Justice League International that ICE is a part of, um... She's also still Guy's love interest, um, 
I don't, I don't think the, uh, that version of the JLI lasts for very long. Um, and since then, I'm not sure if she's shown, I think she's shown up in Rebirth, but just like briefly, um, except for in Human Target, in which she is a very major character, but Human Target is also like not necessarily it, in continuity. Yeah, it's DC's Black Label, which is like, I don't know, whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, you figure it out. Um, but yeah, in, in Human Target, uh, she is sort of this like femme fatale type, like, I, did the last issue of Human Target come out? I don't remember. Um, I think Human Target might have ended now, so uh, I should go find out what happens in it. Um, but, like, she's kind of a, like, femme fatale type figure. It's like, uh, ooh, she's, like, she's under suspicion for murder, but, like, maybe she actually did it, but maybe she didn't. Um, and, you know, Christopher Chance is, like, Ooh, I don't know if I can trust this dame. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Except also, I kind of love her. Except also, I'm kind of in love with her, but her boyfriend is Guy Gardner. Um, Rough. Yeah, rough for everybody. Um, Especially rough for Guy in this one. Yeah. You know what? Guy gets the shortest end of the stick in that one. (laughs) Justice for Guy Gardner. Um... But yeah, that's like her uh, current most. Oh, volume two of Human Target comes out in July. Um, so now I can read the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that that's sort of her current most uh, high profile story. Um, I feel like a, a lot of the like JLI characters are in kind of a weird place in Rebirth. Um, like, Booster's always going to be very popular, um, but th- the rest of them have also always been kind of, you know, they were part of the idea behind JLI was that they were all kind of, like, second-string superheroes. Um, so I'm not sure what uh, Ice and Fire have been up to outside of Human Target. Um, but, like, obviously, I love them. And also, like, I think... You know, I think Tora as, like, an ongoing love interest for Guy Gardner is, like, can be good. Like, some a, a lot of the time it's a mess because Guy Gardner's there. But, like, they have, they have their moments. And I think you can write it in a way that's, like, nice. So, I'm not against it. I just think that the, uh... Ice and fire situation is um a lot more compelling to me personally for obvious reasons, but love to see them um did you have uh anything else you wanted to say about Torah or anything else in general? um not necessarily. I love to see her <laughs> yes, agreed i Really gotta get back. I never finished uh just my my Justice League read through. Um, 
I gotta get back to that at some point. <laughs> it's just, I got to the end of the, uh, print omnibuses. Mm-hmm. And I just burn out so fast reading comics digitally. Yeah, no, I get that. But I should do that at some point. I should also finish New Mutants at some point. I didn't read any comics. I told myself I was going to, and then instead I got my email inbox down from like 1100 to like 850. So, you know, still still good. Yeah, no, you know what? That is impressive. Just... Every day I get emails. <laughs> did you read anything? Um, I did read, um, I got the, uh, first trade of, uh, Chip Zdarsky's Public Domain from the library. Oh, nice. Yes, which I read the first couple I've issues been, of. I've been looking for it at my local comic shop because I'm always scared to be all like, hey, order me a thing. I know yes. I shouldn't be, but boy, howdy, brains are what they are. So I just, I, I always look to see if they happen to have it. God, that's like such a mood, though. Especially because it's like, I always like see stuff that are, that's like, oh, like, you know, the the way to help out this comic that's coming out is go to your comic shop and tell them to order it for you. And I'm like, I would love to help out the comic, but it's so nerve wracking. To talk to a person. It is so hard for me to even subscribe to a new series. Like, I have to have the series in my hand and be all like, oh, can I also subscribe to this one while I'm here? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Like, I need to I need to find a segue into it. It's like, I keep I forgetting gonna... to subscribe to Tim Drake Robin. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tim. I'm missing I'm sorry, several Tim. issues. <laughs> Like, I don't know what I think is going to happen. Like, it's a comic store, and it's their job. It's but their job, just... and they love to do it. Yeah. It's just like, there's a scenario playing in my head where I'm like, can you order this for me? And they're like, that's not a real comic. You're an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I just that's don't... made I up. Think, I think my brain is like, don't inconvenience a person. <laughs> Yeah, don't inconvenience a person by um, having Asking them do them their job. Asking them to do their job. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyways, yes, I, I read, love having a brain. I love having a brain in my head that uh, tells me completely irrational things. And I'm like, well, that's how it's got to be now. <laughs> um, oh. Anyways. I read the first couple issues of Public Domain as it was coming out, and I liked it, and then I did not keep buying it, as is so often the case, because it's like, I missed a month, and then it was like, well, now I'm behind, and now I can't find the issue that I'm missing. Um, Me with Tim Drake so. Robin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I got it from the library, I read the, the first trade the first six issues um and i i really liked it i think it's a fun um a, a a fun concept a fun story i was a little bit surprised by the direction the first volume ended up taking it's like there were plot elements that i thought were going to be kind of like the whole story that got wrapped up sooner than i thought and it was like and now the story is this now 
Um, oh, interesting. But not in a bad way, just in a, a slightly surprising way. Um, but it's good. It's 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 very funny. The characters are very charming. Um, yeah, I I I enjoyed it, and it was a very quick read for me. So, I mean, a lot of comics are, but it it <laughs> it's 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 cute. It's fun. Um, nice. That was the only thing I read. I don't think there was anything else I wanted to bring up. Um, but if uh you have stuff you want to remind us about, feel free to let us know on the Discord or or wherever. Um, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us uh online on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server, as mentioned, where um, you are more than welcome to come join and hang out. Um, we have a Patreon. If you are able to support us on there, you can get uh, bonus content, watch things with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you aren't able to support us on Patreon or you don't feel like it, but you still want to help out the show, uh, leaving a rating and review is a cool way to do that. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it. And uh, just coming back and joining us. So thank you for being here uh, once again today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I love that her last name is still Olaf's daughter, even when her dad is a different guy now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his name was also Olaf. It's just two <laughs> Olafs. I thought it was like Marius or something like that. <laughs> Marius' daughter. Tora Marius' daughter. <laughs> All right, good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.